Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah, so I'll start now. Um, yeah, so we're here again anyway. I, I don't know where I'm starting. I probably should have prepared something for this, but we're going to go with the flow anyway. Um, we're already so, derailing on episode three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got so, we were doing so well, episode one and episode two. And then I thought, you know, I'd improvise, but yeah, I'm a little bit hungover. So maybe that wasn't the best idea to try and improvise today. But I am delighted to say that we're joined by Ross, as always, Hello. Um, and also this week by Laura, who I got to meet yesterday. Um, and well, what I know is that she's a French journalist who moved to Dublin six months ago, um, reporting on Irish news, if you can believe. It's hard to believe, as you said to me already, that French people have any interest in what's happening in Ireland. Um, but... Is there any particular news topic that French people have found interesting about Ireland or Irish people over the last while? Oh, I've worked on a lot of things for the last six months, but the next piece I'm going to do is about turf. Mm. So I was telling you about this, uh, <laughs> the fact that they want to ban turf to save our planet. And a lot of Irish people are not happy about this. And I would stay in France. This is very exotic because we don't have turf. And how, Like, how do you not have turf? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so is that I don't the most know. Irish question yeah. in the world? It's as if how you were saying, how do you, you don't have Tato? <laughs> no, we don't. And um, we just, I, I don't know, I think we always used wool, um, not wool, wood. And mm. um, I don't know, we, we just, it, it just never was a thing in mm. France. So that's typically a good story for France because it's something that concerns us all, like climate change, but with a little cultural aspect of it. Mm. Um. How do French people generally... No, sorry, I'm not going to ask that question. <laughs> what, what's your perception of Dublin being since you arrived? Uh, I feel like, and this is a bit cliche to say, but that I'm not in the city, that I'm in, in the countryside, because I come from a very hectic city. Like, Paris is very... Ooh, it's noisy, it's stressful. Like, you immediately run when you come off the train, even if you've got plenty of time. It's like this mood, this general stressful mood. And coming here, oh, everything is so relaxed. People have time. I was a bit annoyed at the beginning. Like, come on, move, lady. Stop talking about your weekend. I want to buy my bread. <laughs> but um, everyone's just relaxed. You take time to do things. You take the time to talk to each other. It's as if you... you there's... Um, like a sort of countryside mentality here mm. even though we're in the European capital so that's really nice yeah it's interesting because I guess maybe people who've lived in Dublin their whole life don't feel that but if they move yeah. away to like as you say Paris or Barcelona mm -hmm. or Madrid or Sydney or New York whatever London and then come back to Dublin yeah it, it is at the end of the day it's a really small city um, which I think is kind of the charm of it a little bit mm. um, I think it maybe has some negatives at times you can be a little bit on top of each other in yeah. the city centre it seems like you can witness 
everything and anything in the city centre. Whereas I think in other cities you have like really nice parts, really, you know, bad parts. But in Dublin, it's just all kind of thrown into the mix and yeah. mixed in together. And for example, I live in in Fingdus, and I know that's supposed to be like a rough area. But mm. to me, I mean, I just have a different eye, I think, a different perception on what's rough and what's yeah. good. Because to me, it's just a really nice neighborhood, loads of grass, green fields, <laughs> mm. maybe not fields, horses. <laughs> uh, just, I don't know, just... It's, well, we're painting really nice. such like a stereotypical P.S. I love you version of Ireland. <laughs> yeah, but it's just when you come from like a whole different world, like things that can be negative for Irish people, for me it's really nice. Mm. And what uh, what drove you to come to Ireland? Why did you go? Why did you not go to any other maybe European country or maybe England or Scotland? Why Ireland? Uh, because, um, well, t- I was either going to change jobs completely because I was sick, sick, sick of my job in Paris working for different radios, or I was, oh, no way. I've always said that I want to be a journalist because I can do that in any country in the world. So I just rang this friend that was working in Dublin doing my job, saying, hi, can you give me some advice? I'm going to lose it here. <laughs> and she's like, oh, it- you know, I'm going to leave in January, so I need someone to replace me. And so I was like, oh, okay, Dublin, European city, not far from home, so people can come and see me. I speak the language because my mum's English. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted an easy life. I wanted, I didn't want to go to, a, I, I've lived a bit in Togo in Africa, mm-hmm. which was great, but I just didn't want something that's challenging. I wanted something easy where I could, I don't know, go to the cinema, restaurant, have drinks. I, I didn't want a very different life to the one I had in Paris. And then again, I did, but, and so it was just, uh, yeah, an easy destination to go to. And I knew that people were friendly and open and have you, you ever... have a great reputation, reputation abroad. So, and, yeah. uh, had you visited before or was it the first time you just said, never feck it and come into Ireland yeah. uh, and I... has it lived up to this reputation that you have abroad? Yeah. When I was in the plane, I was like, what are you doing? You, you just sold all your furniture that you love in Paris. I earned nothing. I'm 29. I earn nothing but two suitcases. One, one for winter, one for summer. You've got nothing but clothes now. And it was uh, like a bit scary. And I had never, okay, I had never been to Ireland before. But uh, I don't know. I, you immediately, immediately feel comfortable, like, as a woman, too. I mean... <laughs> controversial opinion maybe but men are very respectful here compared to where I come from so Mm. you feel safe as a woman people are friendly I think the weather is great because it's sunny at least once a day which is not the case in Paris you have these long 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 rainy days where it feels like nighttime you don't have this here so Mm. yeah it was uh, I I didn't feel too homesick maybe once or twice but it was really easy moving here i'm gonna say so first of all i'm absolutely delighted that you've had that experience so yeah. far but regarding the weather let's check <laughs> check back in in uh, let's say january next year yeah that's when people normally break okay so maybe i'm changing my mind i mean i'm being a bit dishonest here because i'm gonna leave for the whole summer so i'm not enjoying the weather that much because i would stay otherwise it is becoming um, a bit like i, I enjoyed winter because it's not very cold and it was quite sunny yeah i enjoyed spring but now okay 
where it's starting a to a few degrees more would be nice to yeah. sit out in the evening. Yeah. But I think next week is uh, or next month is meant to be uh, uh, a heat wave. So yeah, which is twenty degrees here. That's very funny because we just had forty degrees <laughs> in Paris. <laughs> yeah, but that's crazy. Forty degrees. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no aircon, nothing. It's not meant to be our country, but it that, is. Yeah, but that's great. Like, not to change the topic and talk about the weather. Talk about the most <laughs> like stereotypical Irish. Yeah. Conversation. Well, we were talking about climate change at the beginning of yeah. the conversation, so I guess maybe Turf full circle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> full, full circle. But 40 degrees in Paris is quite unusual, right? Uh we've we we every year we have that. Maybe not 40, maybe not so early in the year. Yeah. Maybe it will be more August or July, but we've had that for years, but it's not adapted to uh, the, there's no air, aircon in buses or in shops or it, it's not meant to be this hot, so it's just uh, Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the one positive about here. Oh, um, like, never sweat. Well, yeah, as, as when we go to hot countries, we turn into these like balmy, sweaty kind of like <laughs> pink, like kind of. Speak for yourself. I got some Spanish blood in me somewhere, so uh, I, I tan. I yeah, tan. Yeah. Well, send me some pictures. Then. <laughs> yeah, everyone thinks I'm wearing fake tan here. I'm really offended. Like, no, no, no. This is real. I mean, I've got nothing against tan, but this is. Yeah, I'd love to get your opinion on uh, the use of fake tan in Ireland. Have, do you have an opinion on it? So a few years ago, I would have said, oh, it looks awful. But now I'm a new woman and I've decided not to criticize other women because there love are it. a lot of people here doing it. So, no, I think it's better for your skin because being in the sun for hours can't be good for you. So they've, mm. they they're more intelligent than most of us. They found the trick. Like they look good. They look healthy. They look like they've just been on a trip in the Maldives mm. without even going in the sun. So some of them may maybe slow down a bit. <laughs> yeah. mo- Moisturise those knees a bit. But otherwise, the knees. Yeah. otherwise, I think it looks great. I don't know if you've heard. We have, a, I'm afraid to say that, but it's a bit of a derogative term. Uh, but we call people who use excessive fake tan Oompa Loompas. What's that? Have you ever seen Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? With Johnny Depp? The film or yeah, the, the film no, or the book. No. You know the little orange people? Uh, oh, so, okay, I'm getting the <laughs> yeah. link. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah. are. I think we should find, like, a less orange Donald Trump uh, shade mm. for these women. Mm. That would be good. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> More like an orange in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, no. Yeah, it's, it's something that many people, listen, it is what it is, but I know a lot of people, particularly women, come here and they're kind of shocked when they see it. Um, yeah, and in France we have these d- very different standard uh, beauty standards, like effortless beauty. Oh, I just woke up like this. I'm so beautiful. But f- so here it's a bit different. Like I say the same thing every morning. I, here I feel very cheap. Like uh, I go out with my wet hair, and my housemate is like, "Whoa!" Because she blows dry, she blow dries it, she does curls and stuff. But we don't really do that in France. But it's just different. Yeah, different culture, different fake oh. lashes, and we don't yeah. wear that. Is your housemate French? She's Irish. Oh, she's Irish. So I was telling you this yesterday that when I was looking for a house, I really, really, really wanted to live. I was quite racist. I wanted to live with Irish people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't want the like Erasmus experience with um, with more people. I wanted Irish, yeah. Irish, Irish. So that's a good like for for people who are listening and you know maybe is that the fact that you live with Irish people. Do you think that's given you a little bit of an advantage oh, in the yeah. last six months? Oh, yeah, that, that I really knew how important it was for me, and especially with my job, because every time we, we talk together, I, I get new ideas, um, and that's the best way. So that would be my advice. The best way 
you can discover the culture. Obviously, I mean, it sounds stupid to say, but it's to just to live with the people. Mm. And, and can I ask a question? So, um, you obviously can't. Your your English is perfect. So that's one thing that people might like be listening to at the start of this. They might be like, "Oh, she's French, but her English uh. is absolutely perfect." Um, how important is it to try and learn the culture when you're moving to a new place? Like, does that help you feel more integrated when you try and get to know kind of what makes the nation tick a little bit? Yeah, I don't see how you can be happy. I mean, if you're just coming to a country to take what you want and just live with expats and then leave, then what's the point? You can do that everywhere. I really think it's important to live the whole experience and see how people live and date the local people, mm. go with friends that are Irish. Go, I mean, just... Because mm. at the beginning when I arrived, I felt quite lonely and I've, I had a really sociable life in France. I've got loads of friends. I don't like being on my own. So when I arrived here, I was like, ooh, I have to meet people. And so I went on this Facebook group for French people in Dublin. And we went out together a few times, but I just... I just didn't enjoy it. And often people that go abroad are not the nicest people. They were criticizing everything. Oh, the, the food is shit. And you don't want to hear that when you just move to a different country. Mm -hmm. You want to be with people that love the country they live in. And mm. so I, I, I tend to um, stay away from French people here. Yeah. Just be with the locals. And yeah. yeah. And just kind of to be open to new experiences yeah. and that kind of thing. Um, how do you think or what would be a good way to get to know Irish culture? Is there any kind of things um, that you did? I, I need to go to a Gaelic football match. That <laughs> would be a good one. Um, maybe, uh, I don't know, I've started to watch, I mean, maybe it's stupid, but the Irish Netflix to see mm -hmm. what people, I mean, just films and series, Dairy Girls, for example, mm. um, is a really good way of discovering. That is a good one because it's kind of, it's got the Irish sense of humour. Oh, yeah. And it's got a little bit about the history the trouble I watched Deadly Cuts for example someone mm. recommend I don't know if you guys have watched it Deadly Cuts it? it's typically it could be in fingers for example it's like it's a it's this hair salon and hair salon yeah. yeah, and it's just life around this hair salon and typical Irish women. Very, it's very funny, and to me, that's like the, the that gave me a really good idea of what Finglas would be. For okay. example, I've never heard of that. Actually. Yeah, I've I've seen it advertised, but I haven't yeah. actually seen it. I'm terrible for watching Irish TV. Uh -huh. So bad. Yeah, is that on Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix. So I would think, yeah, just watching the local, to just see what people are into, what their humor is, and so that's, I mean, yeah, just to see what. What they yeah, it is important, I think, to yeah. get to know that. Like, I always say, like, a good one to watch for people is Father Ted. Yeah, um, I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, it's you can kind of get a lot of... Irish people use a lot of jokes day in, day out from Father Ted. Yeah. Um, Still to this day. Maybe not so much anymore, but it used to be really big. But yeah. I, I always say to people, if you want to get to know kind of I, I get a good idea of what the Irish sense of humour is like watch Father Ted mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah because yeah, I um, uh, I started watching well in English I think it's called My Agent mm. um, but I forget what it's called in French but it's a French uh, TV show about uh, uh, I think it's called ASK Ask was the name of the uh, agency that were they brought in a lot of uh, famous French actors oh, and everything like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, uh, that's very funny. That's very, very funny. French. And that's what I, uh, that's what I found. You kind of at least appreciate the kind of subtle humor yeah. that people are saying. It's not just that canned laughter that you might hear 
uh, and you can kind of appreciate the subtlety. So yeah, 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 watching watching TV shows is very important. And so I've discovered that here you guys have similar sarcasm and dark humor that we have in mm. France that I love. Like people don't get offended here, and it's funny to see how different relationships are between uh, people dating and how here's when women like in france you the typical st women will be very like and here it's just women making fun of men that's how they seduce here that's so funny and yeah. sarcasm and the, apparently the more you they get a go at the guy the more they like them so that's funny to see how it works here i think that even works between friends and between yeah. guys as well like sometimes if you have the confidence to say you know what you're a prick you know mm -hmm. like in in a certain context and tone that can be you know like yeah. it's the way like because I with my group of friends from school we just we don't do it so much anymore but I'd say ninety nine percent of our conversation was actually just slagging each other, yeah. insulting, <laughs> shy talk. Yeah. There's absolutely yeah. nothing to do with real life, but. Very now we've important. all gone through years of therapy afterwards <laughs> to get over it. But I think it was very loving, really. <laughs> Yesterday, I was talking for, I mean, I can go on and on. And I don't know what I was, I was talking about, but I was being really honest about a subject. And I said, but tell me how you really feel. And I love that one. Apparently, that's what you say when people are really being a bit too honest. Yeah. But tell me how you, I love it. Yeah, tell me how you really feel. Yeah, it's a good one. Anyway, um, Laura, first of all, I just want to say thanks so much for your time. It's been like really really helpful um, and it was cool really cool to have, to have mm -hmm. a, a chat with you um, I normally finish by asking two questions um, the first one is maybe not your favourite because sometimes uh, that's always a difficult question but one of your favourite places in Dublin well I'm not going to give you the tourist areas because we all like the same places but I, I know I, I keep talking about Thingless <laughs> I really like Thingless and you were saying how do we discover Irish culture uh, go to Thingless like you have these women in dressing gowns cigarette in the head like a towel on the head shouting at the neighbour are you alright love it's just, hey kids it's dinner time I just love the the area it feels very very Irish and very real it's, mm. it's very exotic for me and just being in a house like I've never had stairs in my life I've always been in an apartment I mow the lawn I'd it just yeah, feels nice. very Irish and, <laughs> and different. And so that would be my favorite favorite place. Everyone talking together. Everyone knows each other in the, the neighborhood. Brilliant. So, yeah, yeah thingless maybe. Right, maybe not good. the expected answer, but... Yeah, yeah. I like it. Um, if you were to give one piece of advice to someone who is either just about to move or has recently moved in the last couple of weeks or something to Dublin, what one piece of advice would you give them that you think might be helpful for them to integrate a little bit faster or easier? God, I should have thought of this. I don't know. <laughs> it's a tricky one, maybe. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think... You kind of touched on it a little bit with living with people and yeah. kind of watching some TV and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, is there any, like I guess, red tape that you've encountered if while moving over here? If your housemate starts cooking dinner for you at half five, don't go to Ikea thinking the dinner will be for later because Irish people eat very early and you will offend them. True story, that happened to me. Like, we all cook dinner for each other. Like, I did. I've never been so French since I moved here. So I did Boeuf Bourguignon mm -hmm. for the first time in my life. And then he cooked, he said, oh, I'll cook you a nice dinner on Friday. And he started cooking at half five. And I was like, oh, that's early. Okay, bye. I'm going to Ikea. He's like, okay. And then... 
I came back at half six and he had eaten and he just left me the plate. And I was like, oh, how rude. <laughs> and then we talked about it a few weeks later and he was like, well, no. And I was like, oh, yeah, you cooked me something, but you ate it without me. How rude. And he was like, you left to Ikea. I was like, but it was half five. And he was like, yeah, dinner time. So my advice would be don't go to Ikea because people eat very early here and yeah, you have to get used to it. Totally different timetable. Yeah, it's true. Um, so uh, do you have a, a peaceful, nice relationship with your housemate now after that? <laughs> it doesn't sound peaceful, but it is. Yeah, yeah. And can I ask, what was the, did he cook something traditional or what did he cook? No, so he tried to make gnocchi. Is that yeah, how you say? Yeah. So he failed. So then he just took the, the, the sauce and he <laughs> put it with pasta and he was really unhappy, but it was very nice. He put blue cheese because mm-hmm. I think he thought I li- I'd <laughs> like blue cheese, which Most I do. People, cheese. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it was really nice. So. Mm. Yeah, communication. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Laura, thank you so much. Really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Ross. Thank you. All right, let's do it.